So good. I love it. Every, every time, time I hear it. Every time I hear it. And I, now, now I sing it all around my house, yeah. but I'll replace the word house with like, if my youngest son's like, I want drink, I'll go drink, 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 drink. Nice. Yeah. Dude, that's awesome. Catchy. <laughs> it is. I get more feedback probably on just the song. I think that's, I mean, it's a podcast, so nobody listens yeah. to the whole thing nah. anyway. So like they always catch just the first part and they're like, oh my God, an intro. Oh, and then moving probably on. Jet, right? Moving on. We're going <laughs> yeah. back to Joe Rogan. Forget right. this. <laughs> or dude, I will tell you that something I found out today, and you probably already know this because you're a savvy gentleman that is well aware of situations is that Ron Burgundy has a podcast now. Did you see that? I saw that. They put that out today. I don't know if, I mean, that's the first time that... I haven't listened to it or oh watched it, God. but it, it, I love it. I caught like the first... <laughs> this is... He caught the intro. Here we are. Yeah, I'm oh, that guy. Man. So I caught the first, yeah, probably two, three minutes uh, as you know, we were getting ready this morning and getting, you know, we we're about to bring Jade to school and all that good stuff and uh, cracking up. I can't wait to get back to it. It's hilarious. Oh man, it looks awesome. It's really funny. Well, hey guys, I'm Josh Floyd. I'm uh, a realtor here in Southwest Louisiana with Coldwell Banker Ingles Safari Realty. I have a podcast called The Awesome Real Estate Show Podcast. And guess what? You're listening to it right now. Isn't that amazing? Oh, got him. Whoa, <laughs> mind blown. And I'm here in the studio today at uh, Sale Street Baptist Church here in Lake Charles, Louisiana with the very famous Justin Martindale. Justin, thanks for being here, buddy. What's up, buddy? I say thanks for being here, but this is really your space. I <laughs> own all this stuff. Thanks yes. for already being here hey. and working here all the time. Thanks for continuing to be here. Yep. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> I don't sell real estate, but no. I do audio and video, and I own Martin. I'm a partner in Martindale Media Group with my wife for all your Martindale Media needs. Yep. And uh, also has a band, Justin Martindale and the Backstabbers. That's it. They're fantastic. I listen to them on the reg on Spotify. Thank you. If you don't listen to them, you're dumb. Oh my gosh. You don't like good music. I don't know what to tell you. There you go. <laughs> One of my favorite songs is American Rain. I told you that before. I love that song. Thank yeah. you, man. Yeah. Well, it's like, I don't know. It's just something really American-y about it. I mean, besides the title. There you go. Uh, but you feel that. You feel that sort of Americana, like I could be sitting on the back of a tailgate uh, on the back, you know, on the back of a truck somewhere yeah. watching a high school football game or oh, something man. like that. It really puts you that. in that sort of. Thanks, man. Yeah. You're telling a story in a, in a way. Awesome. But, I appreciate uh, that. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was good. Um, so today, really, we got into the studio. I had, like I was telling you earlier, man, I had had just a crazy busy week. It's been awesome. I uh, got a lot of homes under contract this week. I've shown homes. Uh, I've got some listings that, you know, that we're tending to and that we were pushing out there. Um, so it has been a crazy, crazy busy week. And so I didn't really have time to schedule a guest. Um, so it's just me and Justin in the studio. Uh, we don't really have an agenda today. We're just kind of, although I don't usually, honestly, we normally just get into the studio. It's just and freestyle for you most I of the freestyle time. Freestyle. That's the yeah. ones I, I like those kind of shows though. Kind of off the cuff. But we were really having a, not an intense conversation, but we were having a good conversation, just kind of like the work life and balancing yeah. and, and figuring out what to do as people who own our own businesses. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's hard sometimes to figure out that when should I stop working? It is. Because me and my wife will sometimes find each other on the couch on our phones trying, yeah. trying to get the sale, trying to get the, uh, the client or well, trying to book the to. show or whatever. And we're, it's like 7.30 at night. Should, shouldn't I not be working, Josh? <laughs> you should not be working at 7.30 at night. But that's just the way but it is. But when you work for yourself, but, you absolutely will. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's great. I mean, like literally, I wouldn't, 
I wouldn't want to do anything else, but I do sometimes envy those who get to kind of uh, do the nine to five and then leave it at the office and then, you know, come back the next day or whatever. I think that might be kind of nice, you know, but yeah, at the I've same time, thought. I love working for myself. I don't think I could go back to it, even though there may be some parts of it that I, yeah. you know, envy. <laughs> it, it, it's got its perks. I mean, I did the nine to five thing for a long time, but uh, looking back on it now, totally. I, I definitely wouldn't choose that life over what what I do now. Yeah, and I'm sure you wouldn't choose no, absolutely getting not. up and going to the office. But hey, you know what? I did like having my company benefits, which True you don't that. tend to have when you're self employed. I don't know if, if real estate no, uh, it's, firms you're very it. much no, your own. You're on, on your own. You're on your own with yep. that kind of stuff. So there are some amenities that you could miss in that, True. In that world for sure. Yeah. I don't know. Besides like, um, besides real estate, man, looking back, I've had some, I've had some really cool jobs, you know, me too. Really? Like yeah. what, what was been some of your cooler jobs? I really jobs? liked being a cable man. That was my favorite thing. Uh, you were a cable guy? And I did. I worked for, uh, suddenly communications and I yeah. climbed poles and climbed ladders and fixed people's cable and stuff like that. And went into weird people's houses, which <laughs> I just had a fascination with going in weird people's houses. It's just like, that's kind oh, of man, part of the you, joys of real estate. Dude. You're a hoarder. Kind of this is awesome. You know, now, I'm sure real estate's kind oh, of the yeah. same way. So, you know, normally people aren't there, I guess. But, right. Uh, I loved being a cable guy. It was one of my favorite things. I was out in the community all the time. Sure. I worked out of a truck. Yeah. You know, I never had it. I never went to the office. I went to the office like once every couple of weeks to get materials and supplies. Right. But other than that, I was driving around town fixing stuff. I love awesome. that. Yeah. And you're always like, ha people are happy to see you because you're either Unless you're shutting bringing cable them cable. Off. Oh, yeah. Which I know. have some fun stories about that, <laughs> you know. Being almost physically assaulted from a few my times. cold dead hands. Oh, when yeah. you get this cable. That's from right. Me. Yeah, <laughs> it's very serious. I I uh, not to like detract from. I don't even have cable. Do people still like? No. It's, do you think I, most people have that now? Or no? I forget I, that it exists. To be honest I mean, with you. Streaming is taking over. The For sure. Yeah, that's I, I think, what we have. I think in the have. next five, ten years, we're going to see cable go out the window mm -hmm. in favor of kind of carte blanche uh, streaming services. Absolutely. Like get, get whatever you want from wherever you want it, and you're going to see the networks are going to decide, why can't I just make all the money? Yeah. I'm, I'm syndicating the shows on, on the network, but the cable company is making the money for providing right. the service. And people would just go straight to your website. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what why not charge them $10 a month yep. for your streaming service and now you've now now you're making money for being the for the streaming and on the advertising. Yeah. I, I think that's what we're going to see in the next probably 5 years. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. We're living in the future. Everything's changing. It's it's cool to watch, but it's yeah. it it really will like you you get a sense of how our our grandparents probably felt, you know, watching sure. things progress and stuff like that. And so does that make us old? Are we old now or Yes. Kind of old. Okay. We're All right. Old. Well, I'm okay with that. I like We're it. wise, too. I've been though. old for a long time, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very uh, old at heart, you know, one of those old souls type but, people. But, you know, like with the with the cable thing and streaming, it, it's just figuring out where to find your market. Yeah. And like we were talking about uh, before we started the podcast, Todd McFarlane, who is a comic book creator. The guy, did he create Spawn or did he yeah. just do the... He okay, created he was Spawn. the creator yeah, of Spawn. Yeah, he was the creator of Spawn. So Spawn he, was literally one of my favorite. Like, I didn't get to watch it. Couldn't really do anything. I just saw the character yeah. and he, he, I drew him Bad over and over yeah. again Well, as a he kid. started out as like a Marvel guy. He, yeah. drew, he drew Spider-Man for a long time and he eventually convinced him and, and like Jim Lee, who's a really famous Marvel artist. And he also, now he's the editor for DC, but Jim Lee is one of the most famous artists. Yeah. Him, Tom McFarlane and a few other guys decided to start their own company and they started Image Comics, which 
it was Spawn right. and, and a, a myriad of other characters. But it was a creator-owned company that they started where uh, literally everyone owned their own intellectual property. That's awesome. And they all made their money. And then the company took a cut of it. Nice. You were in charge of your own publishing, all that kind of good stuff. So it wasn't like a the corporation gets all the money and you just work for pennies. It right. was like a real creator-owned thing. And and I, awesome. I watched this really cool thing on YouTube. It's called it was Todd McFarlane Blueprints. You can look it up on YouTube. It'll be the first thing that pops up. Yeah. And you know he was around whenever the comic industry started to tank. And right. he, so he said, I'm not going down with the ship. He started McFarlane Toys, started making the action figures and all the toys. That the coolest I'm, action figures the on the planet. The coolest toys ever. Oh, my you God. I mean? If I ever have, like, a man cave, I'll line the walls with Todd McFarlane uh, dude, Toys. Dude, they're so great. And, yeah. and, you know, started doing the sports figures that he, he that Todd McFarlane Toys does, and he made tons of money on that. Right. And then as every industry and as time changed, he always seemed to have a way to be ahead of the game. But he said, I, I always got really good at business so that I could do my art. Mm -hmm. And I was like, man, that's where you have to be in the future these days. Yep. I'm sure, you know, for us, it's the same deal. Constantly I'm evolving, constantly, constantly pushing evolving. the envelope. Like, you're a real estate agent and yep. we're doing a podcast right now. Absolutely. Po a podcast is a thing of the future. <laughs> it's when radio decided it was going out, yeah. people said, well, we still, people still want to hear your voice. How do we do that? And they figured out that, oh, they can do the podcasting. They can listen to it whenever they want. Dude, it. it it's a new thing for me. I'll be honest with you. I hadn't been maybe in the past year, year and a half. Uh, I'd gotten kind of tired of, you know, you can only listen to the same songs over and over again. And then a lot of the new music, I just, I, I, again, yeah. I'm getting old, so I don't really like it. So. <laughs> Young whippersnappers. Uh, yeah, uh, but so I just decided uh, I wanted to hear, you know, people talk, you know, I'd rather hear something else. And I don't want to yeah. listen to like nothing. Sure. So I did talk radio for a little while, which I think we talked about last week, mm -hmm. you know, listen to some of the local talk radio guys and then um, got, re you know, got, it gets so political. And so like, you're not I, a really a political guy. I, I, I like politics as long as they are reasonable and there to ease the burden of the citizens instead mm -hmm. of increasing the burden of the citizens. And, and I, I like politics in that, um, it's not overstepping, you know, I feel sure. like the government sort of at the request of a lot of people, you know, not even a lot of people, but a noisy minority probably, uh, uh yeah. want to be taken care of, you mm -hmm. know, uh, perhaps. And so I feel like if the government were to do its job the right way, I'd be a lot more excited about politics. Oh, right, right. But watching well. them try to play nanny to mm. a bunch of people, some of which aren't even necessarily citizens uh, of our country, I get really frustrated watching that. And I get yeah. really frustrated with the sort of meanness of the back and forth between parties. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. Um, I feel like if we were to walk out into the world and just realize that the division is mostly just on Facebook or it's mostly in the media. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and that real people without having the sort of anonymity of social media, if they were to sit down with each other, wouldn't be nearly as mean, would probably be a lot more understanding. Right. And so I try to just not listen to all the noise sure. and realize that it's most of it's just a lot of, um, you know, they're, they're trying to get you to feel a certain way right. so that you'll keep coming back and yeah. and feed into this uh, sort of this machine, it seems like they're creating. Does this, does any of this make sense? Absolutely. That's kind of where I'm at And that's from both sides. Yeah. Some, sometimes you listen to conservative political people and it's, you know, Democrats are trying to take over the country, which is like, okay, that's probably not going to happen. No. And then you listen to the, the, le the liberal side and they're 
oh, the, all the conservatives want to uh, bring back Hitler. You Good know, like Lord, the, it's, it's just, always an extreme. It's, it's always huge extremes. Yeah. And I would say most of the country doesn't feel either way. Nope. You know, but yeah, but that all that to say is, yeah, you, sometimes you don't want to have to listen to that. So, exactly. And I'm with you. Like as a musician, I tend to not listen to music in the car. Yeah, yeah. Uh, because every time I listen to music, it tends to some how turn into an exercise of like fi- trying to figure things out or, yeah. oh man, I want to learn that. Or I find that really inspiring. And now I'm stressed out because I'm inspired and I want to go play. <laughs> go write something. You know, or, exactly. Yeah. Or sometimes like, I just kind of want to listen to something that is intellectually engaging, but right. doesn't really affect my life all that much. <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly. Sense. Absolutely. And I mean, I, there's different people that you would never um, hear from otherwise, you know, like like musicians where all right. you've heard is their music and then you can find a cool podcast and hear them actually talk about themselves and stuff yeah. kind of fleshes out their story a little bit. I think that's really cool too. Absolutely. Um, and then obviously comedic, you know, if there's a comedian out yeah, there that yeah, I like, yeah. I'll go find their oh, podcast. I'm a big stand-up fan. Yeah. Who's, who's your stand-up people? Well, I really like Bill Burr. He makes me laugh. Uh, Dude, yes, for sure. <laughs> Rogan's stand-up, obviously super funny. Yeah. Um, John Mulaney. Uh, I really like John Mulaney. Mike Birbiglia. Mm-hmm. You ever listen to him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a absolutely. little bit more of a spoken word kind of thing. Right. I, I really grab it. I really like the spoken word where it's almost kind of like a, a more of a narrative than just kind of telling a story. Telling a story than just yeah. a series of jokes. So he's really good for that. Uh, yeah. Like Patton Oswalt, I think, is really good about kind of being a storyteller Man, and bringing you up special. and down and... And oh, speaking De- of up and down, holy devastating. God, devastating, oh devastating. I watched that in parts because I, I was like, I'm not supposed to be crying. No, this is a no, man. It's such a show, beautiful, but it's so great. And then so he brings good. you right back up, it brings you right up. I'm glad you brought. Yeah, yeah. It, he's masterful in that. He's last really one. good. He's got a good one like that. Yeah. And even though he's not my favorite, Dana Carvey. Okay. Has a really good one where I think it's Dana Carvey and he's talking about his dad having Alzheimer's. Okay. And he's really dealing with it on stage, but yeah. in typical Dana Carvey kooky kind of fashion. <laughs> and you find Not yourself that. you know, getting really emotional and yeah. you're like, Oh man, this is an artist communicating through his art. Really feeling something. Really up there. feeling yeah. something. And he did that one and then that that woman Tig, I guess, is her name. Oh yeah, okay. She yeah. goes on stage and and she ha- found out not only a few days before that she had cancer and she was possibly going oh, to die. Wow! And she gets on stage and deals with it on stage, <sighs> and it's a beautiful. It's it's tough, but yeah. it's also awesome. Which she ended up pulling through the and, human and, experience yes, live. And, and I think yeah. that's something that uh, some comedians don't give off that yeah. that feel. Maybe like you know Bill Hicks back in the day would have been like that. You know, it really actually brings some really emotion besides laughter into comedy, which right. makes it funny. Not just punchline, punchline, punchline. Exactly. Yeah. No, that's cool. I've always you? wanted to be a stand-up comedian. What that's, about you besides Patton Oswalt? Besides Patton Oswalt, man, uh, Dave Attell is one of the ones I yeah, really yeah, like. Yeah. Um, God, uh, there's so many good ones. Man, back in the day, I, uh, Mitch Hedberg. Oh, you know, yeah, yeah. I, I, he, and as far as like, man, he didn't have to tell a story. He was, his one-liners were so good, you know, um, dude, I mean, like, honestly, it's probably, I don't know if it's cool to say or not. Dane Cook was, hey, was man, hilarious you know, I, back in the day. Like in his heyday, yeah, that guy could make me laugh like nobody I mean, else. He was I'd so, probably go back and not laugh nearly as hard, but at the right. time yeah. it, it was my jam, yeah. you know? He, I, I've always thought he was funny. I mean, he yeah. was accused of stealing jokes, but. I mean, his delivery, you know, was really his funny. delivery was yeah. funny. I agree, and he had the perfect kind of bro thing going on. That right. maybe, maybe at the time, comedy was a little too smart. Yeah, 
And you kind of needed somebody to break that just and be just like be a, a bro. Yeah. You know, you know what I mean? Just be a dude on stage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, do you like Marin? Yeah, I do. I haven't really heard as much of his like stand-up as I've listened to his podcast that he does. Um, I would say his podcast is better than his stand-up. Oh, okay. Right I, th- on, I think he's funny funny yeah. enough, but he, he kind of, to me, it feels like he plays a character on stage mm-hmm. of like the... Oh, I'm so messed up. Oh my goodness, my life's in shambles. My life's in shambles. But he's like, but always, I'm really rich. But I'm really rich, and I date 23 year old <laughs> girls. It's like, okay, so it's not all bad. You know, it's like <laughs> he, he plays a character. Do you have you ever listened to Theo Vaughn? Yes, he's dude. from Louisiana. He came to OB's uh, back to- in the that's day. Right, you told me that, and I told I missed it. I didn't. I was like, well, he's just from Real World. I could totally gone. But it, it just wasn't he was impressive. On Real World? Or he was on Real World or Road Rules, one oh, of the two. Okay. I didn't know that. He was on an MTV show before so he got into stand up. I just got hooked up with that yeah. and been listening to it. Hilarious. He's but he's hilarious. got that character. You know, it's a character. Right. I hope. <laughs> <laughs> That's not really him. That's uh, it cannot gosh, be. <laughs> cannot be. I hope not. But he is from uh, north of New Orleans. Oh, okay. Right on. I didn't know where he was from in Louisiana, Louisiana like but that. I thought yeah. maybe he was. Super funny. Yeah, 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 for sure. Um, well, we were talking about jobs and stuff that we'd had in the past, and uh, you were a cable guy, so yep. I'll tell you one of my cool jobs from the past. Uh, let me pick one. I worked at Disney World for a time. Yeah. What'd you do at Disney World? I was, uh, okay, so I, I moved to Orlando with some buddies. We were all going to be in a band, and uh, it was, a, it was, you know, individually, they probably very talented people, but like we just kind of got together and we'd practice, but it kind of just never really went anywhere type of thing. But while we were living outside of Orlando, um, I had to find a job because we just hadn't made it big in the band yet. It was, yeah. ha- it was going to happen any day. Oh, any day now. But I was like, <laughs> I got to eat, you know, food. Uh, so I got a job at Disney World working at Epcot. And it was awesome, dude. Like every morning I would get up, put my space suit on, drive to my, the space station yes. and, uh, you know, just hang out with happy people all day. Like nobody at Disney world is like, man, I don't want to be here. They're is that really, true? Oh, yeah. oh, oh you, you mean the patrons that the, are the, at Disney Yeah, world. exactly. The people that are there, they're always happy. And the cool thing, I, I'll tell you the cool thing about Disney world working there, you never do the same thing for more than an hour. So like yeah. for a little while, I'll be operating the ride for a little while, I'll have a speaking part in the line or something like that. Um, man, that was a really cool job for sure. Um, I, besides that, what about the employees? What, what the, was the vibe of the, of you had the, everybody working out there. I mean, the, probably the, the people at, cause I was super young at the time. I was like 20 years old. So the people that I was hanging out with were like the college age folks, but there was a lot of retirement type people too, that that's what they use as their retirement job. So it was uh, the gambit. But everybody was super cool for the most part. Yeah. It, yeah. it wasn't it wasn't like a miserable work experience. No, dude. Everybody's I always, happy. I, you always read stuff online. Yeah. Like I think it's just anybody trying to be contrary to what, you know, like, oh, working at Disney World is hell on earth. <laughs> right. It's like, well, I mean, he says it's cool. I don't nah, know. There's yeah. a certain way that they want you to do things, stuff like that. Like I still do the Disney point whenever I point at something. Cause it's with the open hand. The open right? hand, no individual fingers. Because apparently in some cultures it's considered like uh, rude or something. So. I still do that, you know, open hand uh, point to Maybe things. Maybe that's why like you're so successful, man. Maybe like all the Disney stuff. Disney gave up me on. all the tools I needed Ooh. to succeed in life. You should write a book. <laughs> Mostly they taught me that you can't live off of minimum wage. <laughs> <laughs> Which is why everybody there was in college. Exactly. Or retired already. Yes, absolutely. 
uh, it was fun though, man. I learned a lot. And and at the time, like you know, doing the band thing and stuff. You you you're a musician. You know how fun that can be. Absolutely. Um, so just and jamming and stuff is great. Absolutely. Terribly frustrating. It, it can, can be, be very miserable. That's the same time. Being in a absolutely. band is hard. Being in a band is hard because it's yeah. all it's all about balance of uh, intentions. Have you ever lived in a house with all your bandmates? I have never. I have the Bro. fortune of <laughs> never having to have done that. Yeah, dude. I you know I can't wait and one day probably to reunite with all those guys. Um, but, and like, you know, now I think one of them's in California is he's doing, he's very successful. He's got a, um, like a music shop and, uh, is in like a reggae band and stuff okay. like that. That's just kind of cool. What kind of band was it that you had started? Was it Lake Charles? That we had started? Yeah. No, no, no. These were guys actually from kind of all over the country and we all kind of converged into Orlando. Um, and we were playing real... <sighs> screamy type oh, okay. like heavier yeah. sort of music sure <laughs> we were wanted to be deftones really bad that oh, was if nice. you had to like pinpoint it we were really trying to be deftones nice have you ever you've heard of this band oh yeah okay right on yeah, everybody's heard deftones have they yeah i think so okay right on i think they're uh, one of the few bands that, that survived the 90s early 2000s yeah and that kind of like they called it new metal in you metal right they kind of right. survived that was that tool too is that kind of new metal because that was sort of a yeah, um, tool and uh corn would have been considered oh, that yeah genre. okay right on then uh, that's exactly where we were oh cool okay i was the lead singer we had uh curtis on the bass we had hunter on the drums and actually hunter's a really good drummer believe it like he's a really really good drummer and uh, then we had Sean, who was playing guitar, but then Sean never made it down to Orlando. Oh, no. So we were a bass, a drummer, and a singer with no <laughs> guitar player waiting for him, to, which he never moved to Orlando. So, <laughs> no wonder you didn't make it yeah, as a band. He yeah, didn't have we were one. Looking, we were desperately trying to find a guitar player oh, no. and couldn't find one anywhere. And Woof. so it ended up just not working out at all. Uh, we, I think... I don't know if we got anybody to sit in or not, but like for the most part, it was ended up just being us and nothing ever happened. It was very frustrating. Oh man. <laughs> yeah. But, um, anyway, good memories though. Like, you know, as time passes and stuff, it all kind of gets glossed over and sure. like you, you think of it fondly while at the time you're probably, I was pulling my hair out. That's why I'm bald now. <laughs> <laughs> but you also, you're an artist too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've always been kind of a, a creative fellow, you know, growing up, I would always draw that kind of thing. Um, I had like no other talents for the most part. You know, I like to sing. I'm not really a good singer all that I much, but, but I like, I liked to draw and it was the one thing that kind of naturally sort of worked for me. Yeah. 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 Um, and so I kind of did that and then I went and got a degree in commercial art. And by the end of that, I was like, I don't really want to do commercial art anymore. Um, and so I want to, I want to do something with art, but I don't, I want to get paid, you know, and want to do something artistic. So I decided to become a tattoo artist and, uh, I did that for a number of years and, yeah. uh, that was super fun, you yeah. know, but it, as anything has its ups and downs. Sure. Yeah. I, I, I too am a visual artist. I, that's what I started doing too was, was yeah. drawing. I, I wanted to be a comic book artist, like a hundred percent. And then the guitar took over my life and it's like, you can really only pick one life. True. Uh, encompassing thing. Right. And for me, it, it, music came along right at being a teenager. 
That was and, a perfect time. And wanting to get girls. And, yeah. <laughs> and drawing cool comic books didn't get girls. True. <laughs> in fact, I can vouch for that, in actually. Fact, it probably pushed the girls away. <laughs> so, Although, being a tattoo artist might have helped. I don't know. See, Maybe if so. you'd have gone into that, you probably don't well, know. But I, I, I recently picked, I started picking up the, the art again. Yeah. Because I got an Dude, iPad. Dude, you, you're really good. Thank like, you. really good. Thanks, man. I, I got an iPad and an Apple Pencil, and I'm like, oh, this is great. You yeah. know, I started doing... Really, honestly, it's because I can fix so many mistakes so easily. That, yes. You know, Dude, so whenever I was doing commercial art, those were just coming out. So I didn't really get a chance to mess with them yeah. at all. But, oh, my gosh, how much easier is yeah, that? Yeah, like doing line art is so easy. <sighs> it's like I, I remember doing stuff on paper mm-hmm. and like would, would go to do an, an inking pass or, or a line pass, and you mess up, and it's over. You, you start either, over. either need to figure out how to fix it. Change your line weight maybe or something yeah, like exactly. that. Yeah, exactly. Change the line weight, figure out how to fix it. Right. Uh, but other than that, it's like if it's if it's real bad, yeah, you're, it's over. You need to, you gotta have to start over from a sketch. And with the with the iPad thing, it's like mess up, undo, yeah, <laughs> and do it again. You know, dude, I'm just now getting to the point where like I, had, whenever I got into real estate, I stopped doing art almost entirely. Like there was a time right when I got into real estate where I was still doing tattoos for a, a very short time. You actually did my wife's tattoos. Yeah, during yeah. that time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there, I still did tattoos for a little while and then it just got to be too busy. And then I stopped. I hadn't drawn anything. I didn't paint anything. I think I painted one thing all of last year. Um, and so I'm trying to, I don't want to lose that. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like it's for nothing else than like, it's something I worked at my whole life to try to be anywhere yeah. kind of good yeah. at, you mm-hmm. know, so to lose it would be such a tragedy. So I'm trying to make myself get back into it. But the reason I think why I'd gotten out of it in the first place was because art to me, um, and there, there were more factors, but to art to me was kind of getting to where I was like obsessive uh, uh, with it a little bit, like not able to not do it okay. in a way. More obsessive because, than... Yeah, because that's yeah. how I was living. And so I think part of that was like, you have to constantly be creating. You have to do all this. And then I was on, t- on top of the need to do it. It was the self-criticism of how good it was. Just got to be brutal. Like, are you are you like that? I mean, do, are all artists really self-critical like that? I think that? so, yeah. Okay. I, I've gotten to the point where I've toned that down a little bit and this is not to that's be, what i was getting at yeah this is not to be uh rude to patrons of art people right. who don't do it but consume it it's their taste tend to not be as discerning as i think it is oh i see what you mean you know what so I you're mean? yeah it's like, like 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 the thing i may hear in a song that may bug me and i play it for people they never notice we'll that. never bring it up we'll, never, we'll never bring it. it up they'll never yeah. even hear it you know the, and it's all you hear and it's all i hear <laughs> yeah, so i see I, that yeah, i, I really understand. kind of use that as like therapy now where I'll just say, they're probably not even going to notice that. Yep. And, yep. and why is it bothering me so much? And uh, especially with producing people's records, when you produce other people's music, you tend to not be as critical. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because it's not your thing. Yep. But you, you I learned how to um, uh, invest more in the feel of something versus how perfect it can be. Yeah. You know, music especially. If you listen to any any music that you love, any classic music that we love, it's so imperfect, right. but it, yet it's so perfect because yeah. of its imperfection. So I kind of have taken that uh, that mindset with music. And sometimes people, sometimes my bandmates would get mad at me, like when we when we did the last record, uh, Heartaches and Rattlesnakes. Mm-hmm. They were getting there were times they'd get frustrated that I would just be in love with a with a take that they did a pass because it had 
little artifacts of human in it. Yeah, and they're like, yeah, oh, I want to yeah. go back and do it. I want to make it perfect. I'm like, no, it, it doesn't, doesn't need, need to be to perfect. Be. Yeah. This is perfect because of just, it's so human. You know? Right. Yeah. I get you. I think, yeah, now I'm starting to get back into drawing and I'm making myself do it again. And it's actually Zen-like and meditative again. You know what I mean? Because there's no pressure involved. There's no pressure. I'm not having to live off of it. That's if right. This, not one person has to like it. It's literally just for me again. Mm -hmm. And man, it's so much better. It's so fun. And I yeah. think that, you know, if I continue, I think it'll get better as a result. Sure. You know? Are you more of like a sketch guy or are you doing with... Uh... It's right now, yeah. I like to... Um, I, you know, I'll sketch it out with, with a pencil really lightly first and then come back with a Sharpie pen with real, you know, uh, good hard line. I like kind of that American traditional, traditional, neo-traditional sort yeah, of style. Yeah, yeah. So big, heavy lines. Yeah. Not, yeah, not a sure. lot of small details. Right. And I like a lot of classic tattoo elements, you know, roses, sure. anchors, that kind yeah, of yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. Yeah. I'm a, I like to start with a sketch and then I use a variety of line weights to do line work because yeah. I, I love that. I love the uh, kind of late 90s comic book art. You right. Know, Jim Lee, Tom McFarlane, which we mentioned before. I loved that really detailed, but real sketchy at the same time. Mm -hmm. um, Is that it, real dark color? Like a real, lot of real, heavy blacks and real, stuff like lots that of for blacks, shadows. Lots yeah. of big cross-hatching. Frank uh, Miller is? Frank Miller is a good one. Is that a good yeah. example? Okay. He, he was a little bit before that, but, okay. but yes, uh, definitely. But gotcha. like big heavy blacks, big line, uh, big cross-hatching, mm -hmm. stuff like that. Real kind of like, you could see it in the eyes when Jim Lee would do eyes. His yeah. eyes are real real angular, you know? Mm -hmm. uh, I like that kind of stuff. I, yeah. I, I've never been a good um, person artist. Like drawing people was never really that, my thing. That seems to be the only thing I can draw. <laughs> Anytime I try to draw an object that ends awesome. up looking like a cartoon version, I'm like, Right I, I was always better at drawing faces, and at one time I was really good at hands, but yeah. that, that's an art. Dude, I spent a whole summer as a kid, like just just drawing hands. I yeah. got a book of you know how to draw the anatomy, just yeah, like yeah, the yeah. whole thing. But sure. like uh, hands, yes, yeah, that's a hard thing for anybody. Oh, you I know, agree. I wish I'd have kept all those pictures as a kid oh, to man. show the progression. How cool would that have been? I remember I was just talking to Emily, my wife, about this. I drew a comic in school when I was in elementary school, it was probably in fifth grade. I drew a comic book called Squirrel Man. Mm -hmm. I can remember it vividly. Nice. And I remember I drew it. I, I did line work. Yeah. I colored it with Crayola markers. Oh. It was like five pages long and or six pages long. I, I had the teacher help me fold it and yeah. staple it. So then it was... 12 pages long because oh, it was double. Nice. Know? All right. Oh my gosh. And I remember she let me go down to the library and ask the librarian if I could put it on the shelf with the magazines and maybe someone would check it out. And That's I, remember, awesome. I, remember, I remember going back to the library every day going, somebody check it out? <laughs> no, nope, not yet. Okay. And, I, and I, think she, I think she took it and hit it and was like, somebody checked out your book. Oh. Yeah. Dude, I was free. I freaked out. That is yeah. that's such a good story, man. And a sweet teacher oh, for man, sure. Such an if she did do that, that's the nicest oh, thing. Oh, dude. <laughs> Yeah. That's awesome. I, I think uh, it, it lived at my parents' house for a long time. Maybe it's still somewhere. They, they moved, so it may be in a box somewhere. Maybe yeah. I can dig it out. But it's it's just such a cute story. For sure. The it's oldest picture Justin. I have yeah. still, because I do have a lot of my old pictures still, but not from like kid, kid. I think I have one from when I was like 16 years old, which is pretty, that's keeping it for a while. Yeah, yeah you know? sure. And it was a pencil drawing. So Because what? You're like 65 now, right? I'm 80. Uh, I, I, <laughs> 
You don't look a day over 65. Thank you. A lot of people tell me that, and I'm like, what? Because I can't hear them because I'm really old. <laughs> what are you saying? I'm sorry, say again. <laughs> All this to say, though, Josh, is hobbies are important. Don't lose track of what you love. Yeah. If we had to, yeah, if we have to find a theme as far as like. Because we were just talking we were, about. We were talking about balance and work and how like it can really just be overwhelming and you have to do it. There's no, you know, you have to be there. You have to, that, while the iron is hot. That's right. Sometimes, sometimes you got to answer the text at 730 at night. Yes, because somebody it. else will. So in, in right. our job, like we really have to be that person. But it's so important just to like take that time. Do what you love. I think, you know. Absolutely. Um, and, uh, keep you know building a hobby or a, a skill or something like that that's completely unrelated to work yeah that's something man i tell you that i am enjoying that lately yeah. and now i'm talking about i want to go like paint something do it man. i don't have time to do it hey but. and i've been enjoying <laughs> the the drawing thing for me it's like hey yeah. mu music's my career and there are times where i don't want to do it yes that's why i have my typewriter repair business true that but even that's kind of turned into an enterprise on its own it's like okay now right. i need to find something else that <laughs> i don't do for money right now you know yeah. so picking up the picking up the pen again was a, a good one for me nice yeah dude one of the things i've always wanted to like like you said do something that's not for money that you just enjoy is like find a group of musicians that would just jam that just want to like we're not going to judge we're just going to have like a soulful just good time you yeah, know yeah. i would love to arrange something like that we that do that here so sometimes fun. man i'll give you really? a call i'll give you a call next time no kidding no kidding all right that's yeah, what's up bro. what kind of music do y'all play it it turns into just kind of like free jam just whatever weird stuff but you know, if you had songs or something like that, we could yeah. definitely, we, we play through, we will play through songs, but they ended up turning into like 30 minute exercises and uh, uh, just trying to find your way out. Are they, okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's all. Are they all like professional musicians or just guys yeah, want to guy, have fun? guys in the band. Oh, okay. Yeah, like, right on, like dude. Jace, the guy who plays bass in the band and, yeah. and the drummer Bill, they'll, they're the, the ones who always come. Sometimes we'll have a guy come play keys. Like last time we jammed, we had a, a guy named Efron who lives in Lake Charles. He's got to be one of the best keys players I've ever heard. Right on. And he'll come jam with us. He'll play the organ that's right there. And it's awesome. Dude, it's a we good are, fun time. We're lucky, man. Lake Charles, I don't know if every town is like this, but like we seem to have more than our fair share of like just really good talent, like musically in this area. And and a lot of great artists just in general. I agree. I think I don't know. What is it about Lake Charles that just man, makes us, you know, creative? I don't know. I, I, I would I would guess part of that we have the Cajun culture that influences Lake Charles from the Acadiana sure. part of Louisiana. But then we have the music stuff from Texas and stuff like that, where it kind of all kind of maybe converges into, right. one, into one spot, I guess. But uh, in, in mentioning the music world, we just lost a, a titan of the music world yeah, here in Lake man. Charles. Mr. Brian Moore Brian uh, passed Moore. away. Uh Yesterday, yeah, yesterday morning, I, I believe, and uh, you Brian know, was such an awesome guy. He was such a wonderful it, person, and there, there were there are no bad words about Brian being said right now. No, F Facebook is just a wash of just wonderful, beautiful stories about this guy. It was incredible to see. Um, I woke up maybe around five thirty yesterday morning and got on Facebook and saw the news, and yeah, as the day progressed, yeah. it, like you said, it's just a waterfall of people that really loved that man yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. and uh i was we're telling emily i was like by him. man if i could get hat you know if i could influence 
this place half as much as he did. Yeah. I would have called it a very good life, a very yeah, good career, you know, absolutely. a very good time. And I, he was a wonderful guy. We're doing an open jam uh, at Mellow Mushroom this coming Tuesday, which may be when this podcast okay. comes out. Yeah, it'll be that morning. It'll so. be that morning. So if it's Tuesday morning and you're listening to this, it's today. What, <laughs> it's, uh, what number day is that? Is that the 13th? Uh, it's either the twelfth or the thirteenth. It would be the twelfth. The twelfth. Okay, so 6, Tuesday the twelfth, six thirty p.m. Yeah. at Mellow Mushroom. It's kind of a one come one come all. Uh, we'll have stuff set up, and it's just going to be an open jam. Whoever's got a song in their heart wants just to sing show it. Show some love. That's man. right. It's going to be just for all for Brian. We may pass a hat around for money for his family or something like that. But there's no oh, no one's beautiful. getting paid to be there. Yeah. It's just we just wanted to do something, and it was the first thing we could think of. Me, uh, Logan Swallow from the Cards. It's kind of putting it on. It'll be me and, and Brittany Fonts will be there, kind of, uh, and and some of the members of the Cards and from some other bands are going to come together and, yeah. and and play and just we're just going to have a good time. That's and, awesome. Uh, Mellow Mushrooms what a, a great, beautiful experience. What a great I, I place. Can't wait for that. Is that like kids friendly too? Right. So like, yeah, Mellow Mushroom, bring the kids. Yeah, absolutely. It's Dude, outside. We'll totally got, be there. The whole family will oh, we'll be there that it, night. It'll be so fun. Absolutely for sure. And six thirties right at dinner time. They have wonderful food at. Mellow Mushroom, they got the, the bar with all the good beers. Yeah. It'll be fun. It'll be cool. I'm excited about that, man, for sure. It'll be a great celebration of his life. Yeah. Uh, and something that I think he would have dug, probably, you know. Absolutely, uh, yeah. That, that whole experience, you know, um, I didn't I didn't know him super well. Um, we'd met several times, you know. He's the Lake Charles staple. Everybody's That's probably right. met him several yeah, times. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the last time I saw him was maybe two weeks ago. Um, it seems at like Homsies. Seems like he never met a stranger. Exactly. You know I mean? Yeah. Yeah. You could, it, and it was. This is the lesson that I got. Uh, we're in Lake Charles. Yes, we've all seen each other, but man, take the time. Like you know, if you have the time, and, and you see somebody, rather than just a hey, or rather than just a, well, I don't have time for that. I'm going to walk, you know, the other way or whatever. Sure. Man, take the time and just talk to people, yeah, you know, yeah. give them that hug, give them whatever. And, and that was something that Holmes, he's like, Hey man. And then, I, and I, and he goes, Hey, and I kept going. And in the back of my head, I go, man, I, I wanted to talk to him. I wanted to say, you know, say something. And then, yeah. but you don't, you don't necessarily get that chance every time. That's and right. so, um, you know, don't take people for granted and, and definitely take the time to have an experience with someone. Yeah. And, and what's cool with like that, with some of the stories that you read, it, it is the person who only talked to him the one time, but mm-hmm. he had such an impact yeah. On just the one time. Right. You know what I mean? I right. loved that. Like like somebody saying like, oh, I met him at this show or whatever, and he was so nice yeah. and all that stuff. And that's all they had to say. I'm, like, the I'm, best like, hug or... I'm like, that's it, man. Yeah. It's like just that one meeting and mm-hmm. they and he's stuck in their brain as the hug guy. What an amazing lesson from yeah. Brian Morris. Absolutely. Take the time and make it, you know, make that impression on Absolutely. people. Absolutely. Make hey, that positive impression. It sucks, man. Lake Charles is hurting right now. There's a lot of sad people out there, yeah. but you know, we will celebrate him on Tuesday. It'll be fun. I'm excited about that, man. I can't wait. All right. Well, guys, thank you so much for hanging out with us today. Again, this is the Awesome Real Estate Show podcast. I'm Joshua Floyd. I'm a realtor here in Southwest Louisiana. Thank you so much for listening. Please like and share this podcast with your friends. Have an amazing day. House, 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 house.